Blog Talk Radio. I'm back from the top. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, my brothers and sisters. I am Evangelist Todd T.C. Nelson, and Jesus and I are your hosts here on The Real Rap, coming live from blogtalkradio.com, Black Spass Purpose Kingdom. And this is our 1,842nd episode. Amen. Tonight, my brothers and sisters, Jesus wants to focus on the letter, the word, I. You see, in order to write a sentence, we must use the alphabet letters to form words. So when you use the letter I in a sentence, it becomes a word. I am going to church. I, pronoun, the ninth letter in the English alphabet from first person, oneself, me, myself, and I. This is the true definition of pride. It's not that it's not that you're not it's not that nobody can tell you anything. It's you're not listening to nobody but yourself. This is the mind this is the mind, the heart, body, and spirit of Lucifer, Satan, the devil. Thoughts and dreams of being on top and everyone bowing down and serving your will. You do remember Isaiah 14, 12 to 17, where God revealed what Lucifer was hiding in his heart. This will give you an understanding when Jesus reveals what's in our hearts. And here's what Jesus reveals in Mark, 2, I mean Mark 7, 21, 23. And the word of God says, for from within, for from within, out of the heart of men precede evil thoughts, adultery, fornication, murders, thieves, covenants, wickedness, deceit, levitiness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness, all these things that come from within and defiles the man. Defiles the man. You know what I'm saying? We got to understand, we got to really look at what God is saying to us here. And this is what Jesus and I call the I factor, from the root of Lucifer's pride tree, God revealed the God revealed his I factor in Lucifer when he read out loud the five eyes that lied in Lucifer's heart. In Isaiah fourteen twelve to seventeen, and the Word of God said, "How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning?" How art thou cut down to the ground with this weakened the nations? For thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mountain of the congregation in the side of the of the north of the north. Excuse me. I will ascend above the highest of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Yet. They shall, yet thou shalt be brought down to hell, to the side of the pit. 
They that see thee shall narrowly, narrowly, meaning by only a small merge margin, barely, narrowly. They that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee and consider thee, saying, Is this the man that made the earth tremble, that did shake kingdoms, that made the world a wilderness, and destroyed the cities thereof, that opened not the house of his prisoners? Now, when we look at verse 15, because of, that five, because of the eye factor, excuse me if I'm stumbling over words, but these are not the going to lesson for a minute. I really, once I get excited, I know I'm going to calm down a little bit. Amen? Amen. Like I said, when we go over verse 15, you see that you see the eye factor living in Lucifer's heart is the reason why God cast him down to hell, to the side of the pit. And in verses 16 and 17, God told Lucifer how humans, mankind, will see him for what he really is. He says right in verse 16, thou shalt see, thou that see thee shall narrowly, narrowly once again, remember, simply means by only a small merging, barely, narrowly. They sound the same. But he's barely big, he's small, he's nothing. Look upon thee and consider thee, is this the man? When we say that statement, is this the man, it's a surprise statement, like for real? <laughs> that was, I mean, that was the guy that did that. It's a surprise when we see how small Lucifer really, really is. God said we have the power and authority over him. Tonight, God going to prove that. So tonight, Jesus wants us, wants to, wants to show us how the letter, the word, I, can go against the Ten Commandments. Okay, you can hear me. I'm sorry. When we say, I will follow them, that's using the letter, the word I, in the right way. But in the I factor, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Father God, I come to you once again only in spirit and truth, Father God. Worshiping you and praising you, giving you glory, giving you honor, giving you thanks. Come to you, Father God. I calm my spirit down, Father God. Allow me to speak clearly, Father God. Allow my tongue to be used in your way, Father, that needs to be used, Father God. Asking you now, Father God, to and let your words come out, Father God, and, and break the strongholds and, and chains that Lucifer has on our brothers and sisters, Father God. That it be thine will that be done. Um, denounce me and fulfill me fully of you. Only in Jesus Christ I came to victory over Lucifer, all that's fallen with him, and all that's influenced by him. Any, um, your Lord, my, any my Lord and Savior's name, Jesus Christ, thy son, I say yes unto you. And amen, amen, and amen. Through the letter, the word I, Lucifer has been influencing mankind humans since Adam and Eve, Sodom and Gomorrah, and without a doubt, our lifetime. Deceiving humans, mankind, and believing they can bypass God and do whatever they want without caring, with no care of what God has to say. Changing and twisting the word of God so they can live in peace with themselves, but knowing they're wrong. Lucifer's plans hard at work, flowing from the heartbeat of Lucifer, fueled from the lust of his spirit, flows the five eyes that influences mankind, humans, to feel the same way as Lucifer has for centuries. It has, it has humans, mankind, trapped 
and it came eating the bait of the eye factor, pride, the very thing that goes against the Ten Commandments. Our first commandment, thou shalt not, thou shalt have no other gods before me. God is a great father who has see that we have everything we need here on earth. And through his loving son who teaches us how to live our lives and how to have victory over Lucifer. God deserves all our praise, for you know what God has done for you time and time again. Think about it. But through the eye factor, Lucifer influences, Lucifer influence is deceiving humans, mankind, and believing they can bypass God by twisting and changing God's words for their will, taking God's free will a gift and having humans, mankind, doing all kinds of evil deeds and acts. If God said don't do it, the eye factor says, well, you can do it. Don't worry about it. It's your free will. You can do whatever you want. Sounds like Isaiah 14, 12, and 13, don't it? Pride. You do remember Exodus 20 and 5 when the word of God said, thou shalt bow down, thou, thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them, for I, the Lord, thy, thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquities of the father upon the children, upon the third and the fourth generation of them that hate me. If you notice, God said, visiting the iniquities of the fathers and not the fathers and the mothers, because God is telling you right here, the father is the head of the house. And when not that structure being in there, me growing up with my father and my grandfather, I had structure. I didn't go out and do crazy, crazy things. And you, you, you always had that base ground of God. You had that, that, that fundamentation of what God is, right from wrong. When you don't have that father in, figure in there, you had kids doing all types of things growing up hating God. Not, not acknowledging God for who he is is showing form of hatred towards God. And when our kids are not Thanking God, acknowledging God, or doing anything of God. You look out your door and you wonder right now, these kids are a prime example of what God is saying here. They are running around murdering and killing for, for nothing, just because. What reason is to kill a person just because? And this is what God's prime example when there's no father in the house. This is the problem that you have. <clears throat> Number two, thou shalt not make any grieving images or likeness of anything that's in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. But through the eye factor, Lucifer has mankind, humans, worshiping and praising statues of men and women they call God and held them in high standard. Guys of the moon, guys of the star. We know what the Romans always had out there, all their guys they have. You know, and if you go over to uh, Hawaii, they have the guys of the lava, guys of fire. Humans, mankind, have images of all kinds of animals. For centuries, this has influenced mankind, humans, in worshiping these idols. The authority and the power of Christ does not lie in the cross but through Christ working through us for God's kingdom. You do remember Friday from on Fight Night, the movie. In this movie, you have Peter or Vincent, whatever they call the guy, down the bottom of the stairs and a young boy behind him. 
On top, you have a vampire coming running out of the room. When he comes out of the room, my man grabs his big cross out of his out of the, a box and points it towards the vampire. For a quick minute, the, the vampire stops, throws his hand back, and shines away from the from that. And you see the expression on his face. On the, the expression on his face, it was like, wait a minute. He turns back and he says to him, "In order for that to work on me, you must have faith." Insinuating, in order for anything that's of Christ to work on him, and you have to have faith in Christ. My, my other favorite um, vampire movie is Salem's Lot. Here is a scene in there where the dad and the mom and the son are sitting at the table. And at the table, the table starts, they start they're talking, they're chilling, they're having all their fun, everything. All of a sudden, the light starts flickering, the table starts shaking, the house starts moving, everybody's shaking around the house like it was an earthquake. The kid look at the dad, look at the mom, the mom look at the dad, everybody says that they both say to the dad, dad, what's going on? He goes, I don't know. All of a sudden, everything just stops. And over by the sink, the, on the floor, there's a big, long foot, um, 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 a mat on the floor. Up rises, some, some start rising up out of the mat, up, 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 up. All of a sudden, you see the head form. And starts going up to like seven foot tall, and his hands come out and pull the mask, the, a mat off his head. The young boy gets up, grabs the mat, and runs at the It's a vampire. He runs at the vampire. The vampire grabs him, grabs him by his neck, and drops the mat by his head and turns him around, choking him, looking at the dad. The dad gets up and says to the vampire, let my son go. The vampire just looking at him. Then the father looked on the wall, and there was this metal cross sitting there. The dad grabs the metal cross, points at the vampire, and says, I said, let you, I, said I command you let my son go. Here, right there, is the wrong way of using the eye. For when the vampire, when he said it, the vampire dropped his head back, starts laughing. When he picks his head up, the, the cross catches on fire. Boof. The man drops it. And, 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 and comes this man on the right, an English man on the right side, on the left side, it comes into the picture and said, take over the top there, and he says, in order for that, say, you, have to have, you have to believe on the one that was on there in order for that to work on him. Once again, insinuate you have to have faith in Christ, know who Christ is, in order for you to get rid of that evil. When we come back into reality in Acts 16, is it 16, I mean, yeah, 16 and, where are we at? Acts 16 and 18. No. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah, Acts 16 and 18. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Acts 16 and 18. Here we have Apostle Paul and Cyrus coming in for Olympia. As soon as they come in town, this little girl with the, the power of divination on her, meaning fortune teller, starts following them. When she's following them, she says, these are the men that lead to the salvation of God. She's been following for days in and days out. When we get to Acts when we get to verse, um, Acts 16 and 17, you hear it says, Apostle Paul got grieving. So he turns to her in verse 18, and he says to her, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command thee out, I cast thee out, be gone from her. Here, Apostle Paul is showing you the proper way of using the word, the letter I, putting it behind, not before, as Lucifer put it before. When you put it before, you are sending yourself above Christ. When you're writing a letter and you're talking about God, you don't say God, God, I, and Jesus. You say Jesus and I. You are beneath him. And who's Apostle Paul proving that? And, he, and when, another thing, too, is he's proving that through Jesus Christ, the demons know him because within that hour, the word of God says the demon left. This goes on to Acts 19 and 16, where, where we have these men saying Apostle Paul and them cast not demons. And they want the same thing, and they go into this tent. They go into this tent. Now, for me, as a writer, 
when the word of God said these men went into the tent, my head get this picture in my head, and it's something like, and they walk into the tent, I see the demon standing right there. I'm like, yo, uh, who are these guys? I don't know. I don't know who they are. Well, well why, why are they in here? It looked like they think they're Apostle Paul. I'm trying to, trying to cast us out. He's trying to cast me. Man, go talk to them. And the word of God said, the demon said unto him, now Jesus Christ, we know him. Yeah, man, yeah. Uh, they, 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 they ain't got to say it again. They get the picture. <laughs> if you don't get the picture, you don't get it. Yeah, yeah. Apostle Paul, we even know. Traitor. Yeah, we know him too. <laughs> you know. But you, yeah, you, we don't know. And the, and the word of God said there was a rumble dumble for about five minutes. It lasted. Now, as I said, as a writer, part of my mind, when it says, let me give you a picture, all right? These men are living, and when they say tent, they don't mean the size tent that you get at the store to go camping in. These tents had what you could fit like a, a one-bedroom efficiency apartment. You know what I'm saying? You could fit a whole family in there. So they were big tents. But when you look at the tent and you go, these men were fully dressed. They live in the Regency with sand. So you watch a, a Muslim out in um, Medina and Mecca and the way they're dressed, it's because of the sand out there to stop the sand getting in their eyes and in their mouth while they're traveling. And on the back of this topic, they carry big bottles of water um, pouches and a button of knives and swords and all that on them. So these men went into this tent fully dressed. You know what I'm saying? But in my head, you know, I'm, I'm thinking like, while they in there getting their butt whipped on outside the tent, you hear some people talking about, yo, man, I, yo, they in there getting their butt whipped. I told them not going in there, man. Yeah, I heard you, man. I told you that they were going to pay them demons. They think they're Apostle Paul, man. Them demons ain't playing, but look at them steaming and everything. Then the flip side, I see them coming out, running and screaming. But my question and point trying to be made is when the demons recognized that, they, that Jesus Christ was not with them but was Apostle Paul, they attacked them. And the word of God says they chased them out the tent. In order to chase somebody, you have to recognize there's something behind you that you feel threatened that's putting you on the run. Here it is. That means that's tangible. The demons are tangible. God's trying to show you that if you approach these evil spirits without them recognizing Christ on you, you're in trouble. You have to have Christ with you. Amen? Number three, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless. You're going to wear that. That taketh his name in vain. We don't like it when people um, curse at us or drag our names through the mud, do we? They're being disrespectful. That's what we'll say. God's name is holy and must be used in a reverent way. Reverent, meaning feeling or showing due reverence, respect. But through the I factor, demons are influencing humans, mankind, excuse me, and taking God's name in vain, knowing they are knowing they, knowing this is pulling them away from God. And this is Lucifer plans at work. When you hear mankind or human or someone taking God's name in vain over and over every day, that's the demon's beatdown, putting something evil in your face long enough, hoping you will flip up and start to accept it and start to fall in the trap. Don't repeat or do what dishonors God. 
Number four, keep the Sabbath for it's holy. Okay, I'll go back. Just give me for a minute, brother. Let's see if I lost my place for a second. But we have to keep the Sabbath because it. Number uh, but wait a minute, hold on. I'm sorry, I lost my spot real quick. I gotta find my, my spot back in here in the book. It bear me for a minute, no dead air. Just ponder that what God is saying about what we have to learn how to do. Here we go. Thank you, Jesus. Right back in the spot where I need to be. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. All right, now I'm, I'm gonna repeat it again. Remember the Sabbath. When we read Exodus 20 and 9, the word of God explains, six days shall thy labor and do by all thy work. But the Sabbath day is the but the Sabbath the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Sabbath of the Lord. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, thy nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy man servant, nor thy maid servant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. But in the eye factor, and I gotta admit, I am guilty of this. I was one to put my job first too, but God. But Lucifer plants excuses in our minds and we just take off running with it. I got rent, I have rent and kids, my kids need clothes, the game is on. We fall into the I, 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 Lucifer's trap, the I factor, pride. This is what God wants us to take a real look at is we can't put nothing before God. God must come first. When we put something before God, like just with Lucifer, you always go back to that Isaiah 14. With anything you put before God, you're putting yourself before God. Anything that you have, everything that you do, everything that you from your job, from your everything, God gave that. It was predestined for you. God gave it to you. That's why you have it. Number five, honor thy father and mother that, that thy days may be longer upon the land which the Lord giveth. Now, for me, my mother and my father are both deceased, but I praise God for them. Because when time's coming, I think about them, all I can do is smile. When your parents tell you they're proud of you, you know they see the good in you. Thank you, Jesus. But in the eye factor, Jesus told us about a time will come when, when mothers against mother, daughters against daughter, I mean daughter against mother, mother against um, son against father, daughter against mother, and mother-in-law against daughter. And we have that in Matthews 10 and 35. For I am come to set a man at reverence against his father and the daughter against her, her mother and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And Proverbs 22.6 teaches us, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he, get, when he gets old, he will not depart from it. It makes you look back at, at Exodus 20 and 5, how the father is not being there for him and telling you this way, this, this is telling you if you chain them up, which way they should go. And Exodus 20 and 5 tells you if you don't, you sit out in the streets, which way they're going to go. In Ephesians 6, 4, God says, And ye father, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nature and amongst, amongst of the Lord. 
As children are very important unto God, they are very important to Lucifer, for they are the key to Lucifer's plans against God's future. Number six, thou shalt not kill. God tells us to love one another and love our enemies. In doing this, we hold no evil intentions, thoughts, anyone, any thoughts against anyone. In doing this, we stop evil deeds or actions, defeating Lucifer. When, we, 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 when you're in peace with somebody and you're having fun with somebody, it's kind of hard to think negative when you're laughing and joking. See how God's pointing it? Jesus dying on the cross was a great example of this love. Jesus, Jesus didn't die on the cross just for those who loved him, but also for those who hated him. Now, that's real love. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Remember Luke 23, 34, the first thing Jesus spoke for all those who were marking him while he was up on the cross for them. Remember, Jesus took on all sins, even mockery. But in the eye factor, Lucifer, Lucifer influences has mankind in believing Jesus is not who he says he is, just like today. The free will of, like today, the free will of many. Pride is what Lucifer is spreading around. And working through the eye factor, Lucifer can make God's words seem to be twisted and a lie. But the twisting and the lying comes from Lucifer. For example, arguing can turn into fighting, can turn into killing someone, demons both. The difference between an argument and a discussion is a discussion means the action or process of talking about something in order to reach a decision or to exchange ideas. An argument means an exchange of opposite views, typically a heated or angry one. In an argument, you're trying to prove your right and your right and your way is the only way. Your, your right and your way is right. This leads into fighting to killing. Lucifer's plan. A discussion proves no one is right, but we can come together and work it, work and work on this. God's plan. Number seven, thou shalt not commit adultery. God has given us so many instructions and guidelines when it comes to marriage. In Genesis 2.24, we are instructed, Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall become one flesh. But God also says in Ephesians 31 to 33, For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife, that they too shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery, but, I'm, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let every one of you, and particularly so love his wife, even as himself, and his wife see that she reverence her husband. Let's take a look at this real quick. Love her, love his wife as he loves himself. See, God said that because he know a man knows what the true definition of love is. God knows a man's not going to see himself go without. God knows a man's not going to let nobody harm him. God knows that a man's always going to make sure he has everything he needs. 
But when a man hates his wife, he doesn't, he doesn't love himself. He hates himself. When a man cheats on his wife, he, he feels low esteem. And when a man come at his wife through angst, through rage, anger, or madness, he's damaged. See, a man that hits his wife, hate me, Jesus, when a man that hits his wife, he's something about him that makes him feel real tensive or something he's not, he's not happy about inside. So in the argument when his wife may bring it up, he's feeling threatened because of that thing he hates inside himself, so he strikes out. Love does not hurt. A man that cheats on his wife is showing low self-esteem because he thinks the more women he has, the more more that makes him a man, which it doesn't. Excuse me. Makes him more of a man. What he's doing is he's showing self like you say it's low self-esteem, he's feeling low about himself. So he's trying to make up for something. See, we have to understand this that love does not deceive. A man that acts out through anger, rage, or in, 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 in anger, he's damaged. See, he's been through something so much that even though somebody may say something and be joking about it to him, it doesn't sound like a joke. Or sometimes through anger, not even sometimes through anger, he'll hear something and, and out of an irrational decision come out, of his, come out of his thoughts, and he moves on it. I know that to be true because I personally broke my fiance Italian's daily heart. I know I broke her heart because for the last two months, I've been walking around this apartment, man, feeling like beat up low. I felt this pain in my heart was real deeply. It felt like my heart's being ripped in two. I'm walking around, and every time I try to lay down and go to sleep, everything I did out of anger and said out of anger popped up in high, and it kept popping up so much, started playing like a movie. And I walk out, and I'm laying down. I get up, and I'm like, Lord, please take this pain from me. Like, Lord, please take this pain from me. Lord, you said no. You deserve this. You hurt her. Now you know how she feels. But if you want to make things right, make things right with God. And the way you make things right is going to God and confess what you've done. As a confess, repent for what you've done and seek God's forgiveness. When God tells you to call her, only when he tells you to call her, then and only then will she want to talk to you. And remember, when you call you, you're not doing this with the intention of trying to get her back, but doing it with the intention of trying to clean your spirit. So when you call her, you, 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 you um, confess, confess your sins to her. See, when we confess our sins, it shows we know exactly what we've done. We, we, there's no doubt in our mind about this is what I did. You ain't got to tell me about it. I confess I did it. I stand up for it. And the thing about it, when you confess what you did, is a more chance that you won't do it again and seek her forgiveness. And then God told me, after you've done that, I want you to go on the rail and, and, and confess this sin to your brothers and sisters. Not, not looking for no forgiveness from nobody, but to prove solely that the I factor is real and your and brothers you can be trapped in it. And if you think that we're not talking to you, you are definitely being influenced because that right there is called deception and that comes off the tree of pride of Lucifer. So I'm praying so I say, Toy, thank you for listening listening to me. Thank you for your forgiveness. May God bless you. Amen. But men we have to understand that we have to go to God and seek God's forgiveness. You have to seek God out. You have to, you have to, you have to. Because always remember, you're going to die one day, and you're going to be standing in front of him, and that's going to be there. And you don't want God to tell you be gone from him, you worker of iniquity. You don't want that. that. That's not a good thing to do. And right now we're going to do this 
because it's 930. We're going to call for the call of salvation out there. If there's anyone out there so far that God has recognized what they're doing and they want to make things right with themselves and you want to call Christ as your personal Savior, I invite you to say these words. Lord Jesus, I ask for you to come into my heart, for I need for you to save me from myself, from my sins. Help me and guide me to the righteous path where I need to be in God. I accept you as my personal Savior. Amen. If you accept Christ as your personal Savior, we, right now we ask you to please find a, a Bible-based study church and you're locked in there and study. Right now, we call Rod for your announcements. Hello? <clears throat> yes, okay. all right, all right. I'm here, Brother Todd. And uh, thank you so much for tonight's episode. And um, uh, it's truly a blessing to hear, you know, uh, the version of, you know, how we should act and behave as Christians. Okay, so uh, real quickly, I'll go into the announcements. This is a product of Purpose Kingdom Network. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us for tonight's episode, no matter where in the world you are, whether you're listening to us via phone or you're listening to us online. Greatly appreciate the support and the listenership that you're giving. And also, we uh, like to thank those that share with their friends and family members, letting them know that Purpose Kingdom Network is on the air. Uh, anytime we do a live broadcast, we're broadcasting live with www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. Anytime we do a live show, we do have a calling number, which is 319-527-6091. Anytime you want to speak to any one of our hosts, you can press the number one, and uh, we can get you in as soon as we can. All right. Uh, we also invite you to like us on our Facebook page, which is uh, under Purpose Kingdom at Facebook. There you'll see our upcoming shows and advertisements, and from time to time we do make major announcements on the social media pages as well as others. We are under, we are on Instagram and Twitter under the handle Purpose underscore Kingdom. Uh, we do have a radio show, uh, a radio network, which is PKN.com. Please check it out. It has 24 hours of music of inspiration, and also uh, in time of boredom, uh, something to listen to, uplifting and spiritual. Okay, uh, we do have a email address where you can email us. It's purposekingdomnet at gmail.com where you can send your comments, questions, concerns. You can simply say hello or send a praise report. Or if you're in need of a Bible, you can leave the contact information, and we can um, see about getting you a Bible. Also, if you're interested in a Christian network, uh, Christian game show, um, my spots are really filling in fast, so uh, i got a couple spots left. So if you're interested, leave your contact information there, and we will get uh, we will contact you uh, shortly. All right. With that being said, with God's will and God's blessing, we hope you join us tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour, and it's going to be One Touch Transformations, and that's going to be hosted by Minister Arsenius Colvin. Once again, with God's will and God's blessing, we hope you join us tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour for One Touch Transformations, and that's going to be hosted by Minister Arthenius Jackson. All right, and with that being said, that's going to be the end of the announcements, and Evangelist Todd, I'm going to turn the show back over into your hands. Amen, amen. I pray you turn into tomorrow night. Love and marriage can be deeper and more selfless than any other relationship. It is this love that Jesus expects of his followers. And is that and it and it is that virtue that that virtue that couples need most. It's that virtue that couples need most. It really is. But in the I factor, we have so many divorces because 
Because in the I factor, no, in the I factor, in the Lucifer factor, excuse me, brothers and sisters, you read it right. But in the Lucifer factor, we have so many divorces because in the I factor, Lucifer influences has mankind thinking they can have their cake and eat it too. Not fully understanding what marriage means unto God. Lucifer knows if he can destroy marriages, he can destroy God's stronghold over him. Think on this. The family that prays together can defeat Lucifer at all times. I know you're used to hearing the family that prays together stay together. How do you think you stay together? You're praying against sickness. You're praying against weapons formed against you. You're praying against, but you're praying for all these things you're praying for. And what you're praying against are demons. So the more demons, once you focus it, you know you're praying against demons, you'll always defeat Lucifer at all times. Amen? Number eight, thou shalt not Still, God tells us in Proverbs 6, 30 to 31, when men, men do not despise a thief, is he still to satisfy his soul when he is hungry? But if he be found, he shall restore sevenfold. He shall get all the substance in his house. Then in John 10 and 10, Jesus said, the thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I, I am come that they may have life, and they may have it more abundantly. And in Ephesians, excuse me, and in Ephesians 4, 20, 4, 28, God gave, God gave a thief some advice. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor working with his hands the things which is good that he may have to give to him that needed. That's Ephesians 4 and 28. As you can hear, we are told to work to help in the healthy needs of others. As we were in need of a Savior, we are to be the saviors for others if the Savior, Jesus Christ, lives in you. But in the I factor, we focus on what we need, overlooking the needs of others until we are the ones that are in need. Lucifer's eye factor. Number nine, thou shalt not bear false witness against your neighbor, thy neighbor. Here God is speaking to those who love to gossip, telling others other people's businesses. Lucifer's workshops. For, for in first Thessalonians four eleven, God said, and that ye shall be quiet and do your own business and to work with your own hands as we command commanded you. And in first and in first Timothy five thirteen, God said, And with all they learn to be idle, wandering about from house to house, and not only idle but peddlers, also and busybodies, busybodies speaking things which they are not. This is how demons use humans, mankind, to do their evil work. We have to watch out who we have at or over our house, for within the I factor, you may be entertaining a demon. Number 10, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house, wife, manservant, Man, his maid, his man, his manservant, his maidservant, nor his axe, his ass, or anything that is thy neighbor. Here, God is telling us not to yearn 
or try to possess what is your neighbor's. By doing this, you can keep the peace between the neighbors. But in the eye factor, mankind has made TV shows called Neighborhood Wars and Fear Thy Neighbor. These neighbors out to rob, steal, even kill one one another over nothing. Killing the peace God wants for us. This is what Lucifer's eye factors do to, to humans, mankind. It destroys us. Remember, Jesus said, love thy neighbor, Matthew 22, 37, 39. So in closing, learn the Ten Commandments, follow them, and by doing so, you will defeat Lucifer at all times. Amen? And I factor for this. I factor will disappear. And as always, Jesus and I want to leave you with something to think on. Isaiah 5, 14. Therefore, hell hath enlarged herself and opened her mouth without measure, and their and their glory and their multitude and their pomp, and they and he that doeth shall descend descend into it. You will never hear, you will never read, heaven will enlarge herself. Here, your name is written in the book of life, but hell makes room for Lucifer, his fallen angels. And all humans, mankind, that believe in Lucifer's lies. Father God, we come to you in spirit and truth. Father God, just giving you thanks, giving you glory, giving you honor, always just giving you praise, Father God. Saying, Father God, knowing that your will will be done, Father God, thank you for your word that went forth, knowing your will, will your word will accomplish what you set forth, Father God, so we say thank you. Father God, in my name of Jesus Christ, I see the best of you that listen, Father God, and just love on them. Only in Jesus Christ, the blessing of the Holy Name, Father, I can never over Lucifer, all that's fallen with him, all that's influenced by him. And in my Lord and Savior's name, Father, I got thine son, Jesus Christ, I say yes unto you. And amen, amen, and amen. Be blessed. Jesus led. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. Set me free, I will not lose. Never want to see me down, I will not lose. He saved me. 